Hey guys, welcome to Unpopular Opinions with Nick. On this podcast, we will be discussing all things culture, politics, lifestyle, and current events. Come along for the ride. The absolute worst foreign policy debacle of my entire life continues as terrorist attacks erupted in Afghanistan last week. President Biden proves once again and many times over how incapable and unqualified he is to hold the office of President of the United States. And in the most idiotic move I think I've ever seen in my life, the United States admits to handing the Taliban a list of U.S. allies, citizens, and green card holders who are located in Afghanistan. We'll talk about all that and more today on Unpopular Opinions. All right, welcome back to Unpopular Opinions, guys. Uh, so this episode I plan on getting out this past weekend, but uh, got a little busy and just the news torrent did not stop. So it's probably a better thing that I waited till today to get this out because there's a lot to go through. Uh, we're going to talk about probably a week and a half's work of news. Today might go a little long, and I'm not going to lie. I am madder than I've <clears throat> I'm madder than I've ever been in a long time at a politician. This entire Afghanistan saga has been one of the most incompetent, deadly, pointless debacles I've ever, ever seen. So, for anyone who's not aware, uh, starting back in the middle of August, we told the Taliban that we were going to withdraw our troops uh, by the 31st. We did a full-scale withdrawal, and in about the span of six days or a weekend, the Taliban completely overtook the entirety of Afghanistan, and the U.S. were left holding Kabul and the Kabul airport, which has exactly one runway. So... Instead of keeping Bagram Air Force Base, which is a massive, massive base where with plenty of runways and planes where we could evacuate any number of people, we get to do it from one surrounded airport with a single, single tarmac. You've got to be kidding. 100% just utter incompetence. So, all of this happens, the Taliban takes over, or as President Biden says, the Taliban, Ugh, I swear to God, if he says that one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Taliban takes over all of Afghanistan, they surround us at Kabul airport, um, as people are rushing and trying to get out. Now, the, to understand exactly how bad this is, as soon as we pulled back and began moving people out of Afghanistan, at... The Afghani people were so terrified and do not want to live underneath the Taliban rule so bad that they were literally clinging to our planes. They were just, they were getting caught in the landing gear, literally trying to hold onto the plane as it flies out of Afghanistan. There's video footage of people falling 3,000 feet to their death because they would rather attempt to fly out holding on to the outside of an airplane than live under Taliban rule, okay? These are the people that the United States is dealing with. These are the people that the genius that is President Joe Dementia-ridden Biden wanted to hand Afghanistan over to, all because, oh, well, Trump made a deal with the Taliban. 
Yeah, guess what? The Taliban didn't hold up their end of the deal, which made it void, you freaking moron. So, as people are getting taken out, on August 26th, there's a bombing. So we have the Afghanistan military is decimated at this point. The Taliban, we are trusting, okay? We're trusting the Taliban to provide security around the Kabul airport. And the longer this has gone on, the more information has come out. The Taliban actually met with the United States outside of Afghanistan, which is mind-blowing to me that we're negotiating with people who harbored terrorists that brought down the Twin Towers on September 11th, okay? I'm old enough to remember that because I was in fourth grade. I thought it was a freaking movie. These are the people who kept Osama bin Laden safe and allowed them to execute terrorist attacks on September 11th on American soil that resulted in the death of about 3,000 Americans. Two major skyscrapers in New York City, the Pentagon, and one plane that got taken down, thankfully, by brave patriots in the middle of a field in Pennsylvania. So, we're trusting these people who've been living in caves, being decimated by the United States military, assisting the Afghans. We're trusting these people to secure the area around the airport for us. Okay, these people don't like the United States. But on August 26th, 13 U.S. service members are killed and 18 more were wounded in what, you might ask, a terrorist bombing at the Kabul airport. By who? None other than ISIS, who, if you remember, Barack Obama, when he was in office, called ISIS the B-team from Al-Qaeda. Well, guess what? They just killed 13 more Americans. These are the first military casualties. These are the first military casualties the United States has had in 18 months in Afghanistan. So when you watch anything that this pathetic piece of crap says anything. Oh, we can't let any more Americans die at the hands of this forever war. We didn't have a single death for almost two years until this dingbat decides to withdraw all troops with no planning whatsoever. So guess what? Their blood is squarely on his hands. This is the deadliest day of conflict in Afghanistan since 2011. There were 13 U.S. service members killed, 18 wounded, 95 Afghans killed, and 100 more wounded, and that count keeps going up. Oh, uh, side note, we uh, struck back at ISIS. We thought we killed maybe one member. Reports are coming out today that we killed an innocent Afghan family that had ties to the United States military. So, good on you, Joe. Good on you. You've been wrong your entire career about every single public policy and international diplomatic decision your entire life. So, like I said, Biden's relying on the Taliban to protect us at the Kabul airport. Clearly, they can't do the job. But what's more? What are they protecting us with? $83 billion in equipment that we left behind. We left it behind. <laughs> how does any the more I think about this okay the more I think about this and what the Taliban are doing and all of these new this new information that's coming out how the US has met with the Taliban the Taliban was willing to let us keep the entire city of Kabul while we were evacuating um, and just like this 
suspiciously nice relationship we're having with the Taliban. And then we left $83 billion in military equipment. $83 billion? The more I think about this, the more I think this is a secret payoff. No one, there's not, I don't care how dementia-addled you are, a four-year-old knows, do not give weapons to people that hate you. A four-year-old would not give a toy to someone that hates them. And we're leaving deadly, deadly, sophisticated military equipment in the hands of the Taliban who protected Al-Qaeda and ISIS so that they could be a base of terror to attack the United States. This stinks to high heaven. This is absolute ridiculousness. And I'm going to read to you exactly what we left for the Taliban. Because it is mind-blowing. It is earth-shattering. It is jaw-dropping. $83 billion of your tax dollars just went to the terrorists. So, what do we have here? According to, I believe it was the Washington Post or the New York Times. Let me get this pulled up. So this was uh, the Times and the Sunday Times. All right. 22,174 Humvees, 634 M1117s, which looks like an armored carrying vehicle, 155 MXX Pro mine-proof vehicles, 169 M113 armored personnel carriers, so tanks, 42,000 pickup trucks and SUVs, 64,363 machine guns, and these are not the kind of machine guns that liberals are saying, oh, the AR-15 is a machine No, 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 no. These are heavy artillery machine guns. These are large caliber rounds. Meant for heavy suppressing fire. They're belt-fed. So all these liberals who are worried about, oh, you have a t bigger than 10-round magazine. Yeah, these are belt-fed. These can shoot, you know, 300, 500 rounds without a reload. 800 trucks. 162,043 radios. 16,035 night vision goggles. Our main super, our main advantage over these freaking 8th century buffoons who don't even know how to use proper gym equipment. There's videos out there. It's a joke. These cave-dwelling morons have 16,035 of our night vision goggles. So now, if we wanted to run covert ops, guess what? Now they can see us. That was our main advantage. That's why we were able to kill bin Laden. If you haven't seen Zero Dark Thirty... The entire reason we were able to sneak up and eliminate bin Laden so quickly and easily was our nighttime superiority. We had incredibly silent assault Black Hawk helicopters and night vision goggles. These people could not see us, but now they can. Now they can. Three hundred fifty-eight thousand five hundred and thirty assault rifles, actual assault rifles, that can fire fully automatic. One hundred twenty-six thousand two hundred ninety-five pistols. One hundred and seventy-six artillery pieces. 
Next, we ha gave them 33 MI-17 helicopters, 33 UH-60 Black Hawk helicopters, 43 MD-530 helicopters, four C-130 transports. So all of you guys who've played Call of Duty, when you call in an AC-130, that's an assault C-130, okay? So the C-130 is the same exact plane, only it's just meant for cargo transport. It's giant. 23 Embraer EMB 314A29 Super Ticanos, which looks like a front-facing propeller airplane. 28 Cessna 208s. And 10 Cessna AC-208 strike aircrafts. So the Taliban, who have never had any sort of air presence whatsoever their entire freaking lives, now have over a, well over 100 pieces of airborne artillery. Are you kidding me right now? The Taliban is more well-armed than they've ever been in their entire freaking life. And you know who it's thanks to? Joe Biden. Good old Grandpa Joe. Who, oh, he's such a kind old man. He's empathetic. He's not Trump. Well, yeah, guess what? He just gave $83 billion of your tax money to terrorists and people who want to put women back in burqas and who want to kill American allies who won't let women go to school and want to implement Sharia law in Afghanistan. The average age of somebody in Afghanistan right now, or sorry, the median age, is under 20 years old, by the way. So that means most people in Afghanistan were not alive and when the Taliban originally had control of Afghanistan. So they, like, they've known peace, relative peace, right, and freedom. Women didn't have to wear the freaking hijabs and the burqas. They could go to school. They could get educated. Not anymore. Not anymore. This is all at Joe Biden's feet. This is all his fault. This is his incompetence. All because he didn't want to keep a baseline of 2,500 to 3,000 U.S. troops there to provide air support. We weren't fighting on the front lines. We were providing air support to the Afghanistan military from our bases. So should he pull out? Does he want to pull out of South Korea now too? Does he want to pull out of Germany, Turkey, Japan, anywhere we have military bases? Should we just not have bases around the world and let China and Russia take over the entire world while we just sit here and wait for them to become strong enough to attack us? This is absolute insanity. This is foreign po I'm not even like a foreign policy expert, right? There's other people who know it much better than me, but these decisions are so absolutely stupid. So stupid. I, I can't imagine the thought process on this. Unless, unless it's to actively arm the Taliban. <sighs> uh. So that's that's the situation there. Um, now let's talk a little bit more about Biden's incompetence and uh, 
we can also, and this will lead back into some of the horrific things that are happening now in Afghanistan. Actually, you know what? We're going to hold off on Biden's incompetence for a second because some of this is just, some of this stuff is just too heinous, absolutely too heinous to, to forget. So uh, there was a video that came out yesterday of our Blackhawks being flown by the Taliban now. Biden and the administration previously had said, oh, it's highly sophisticated machinery. You know, they're not going to be able to figure it out uh, without training. Well, first of all, guess what? China. China is making overtures to the Taliban. They want to align with the Taliban because Afghanistan has heavy reserves of rare earth metals that China wants control of. So from an economic standpoint, that would put the screws to us. But there was a video of a Black Hawk helicopter being flown over Afghanistan. You're like, hmm, that's weird. And then it zooms in. And what do you see? It is one of the most chilling things I've seen in my life. A man or person, you can't really tell, a person hanging by the neck from the bottom of a United States military helicopter being flown by the Taliban. I cannot, there are no words. Like if, I, if I were to say everything that I think right now, I would probably have to flag this podcast with an explicit tag, and it would probably get taken down because the, there's just, it, it's, it's so terrible. So there's also reports coming out of uh, the Af- the Taliban. They're a- actively mocking us. They ho- they held a uh, a mock funeral for the United States. They held uh, the Iwo Jima flag picture. They um, they reenacted that wearing all United States military gear as a clear mocking attempt at the United States. Um, it, it's <laughs> so bad. And, and to top it all off, we left, we stri- we're gone. No one, le- there's no one else. There are no more military people in Afghanistan. We have stranded, yes, Jen Psaki, the snide little, I, I can't, I can't just the absolute disrespect respectful press secretary for Joe Biden, who wants to say, oh, we didn't strand people. Yeah, we did. Joe Biden admitted today on his freaking press conference, which he ran from like a coward again. We've left Americans in Afghanistan. We've left green card holders. We've left U.S. allies. It's so awful. And there's news stories coming out now that the Taliban is going house to house, pulling out American allies and shooting them in the head. Shooting them in the head, pulling them out of their houses and shooting them in the head. The one good thing is that we do have retired military veterans who are willing to put their lives on the line and go in without authorization from the United States and actually get these people to the airport. 
Look up Operation Pineapple Express. And there are retired military special forces who went into Afghanistan to exfiltrate about 500 Americans and American allies. Because this despicable piece of garbage doesn't know how to pull out of a military engagement in a safe way. It's just a joke. It's an absolute joke. And the line they're saying now is, oh, any American or green card holder who wants to leave. Watch the videos from like August 20th when people are falling off of planes and tell me that anyone would want to stay under Taliban rule where ISIS and Al-Qaeda are going to just flourish. I mean, there are women throwing their babies over razor wire to American and British forces at Kabul airport. Throwing their babies to American soldiers. It's just unbelievable. It's absolutely just unbelievable. All right, now we can get to Biden and his absolute just pathetic worthlessness. So, <clears throat> let's go back through this incompetence. This guy's a walking corpse. So, the first sentence of his press conference that he gave on August 26th, which is uh, a day before I was planning on recording this, uh, nearly unintelligible. Literally so bad I could not, I, I couldn't repeat it for you, and I can't remember even what he said. He had about seven different contradicting words, one after the other. He was frail, slow. Actually, his press conference from today was disgustingly slurred. One of the quotes I remember is, uh, he meant to say bravery, bravery, but he said, uh, American soldier bravely, he said bravely, instead of bravery, like an actual competent adult who can enunciate their words. I mean, he was slurring, I mean, I could have been drunk, no, he obviously wasn't drunk, his eyes were glued to that teleprompter like his life depended on it, and his gestures were about a half second too late, like somebody who's not all there. Just looked like a bad actor reading from a script. But back to his press conference from 826. Um, he was absolutely unable to answer basic questions and admits at the beginning, he admits this as the president of the United States, okay? Say what you will about Donald Trump, okay? No one told him who to call on, all right? And even if they did, he wouldn't admit it blatantly to the entire world. So he admitted in his doddering old addled way, he said, and I quote, there's a list of people I was instructed to call on. Instructed? Who is instructing the United States president? Why is the president of the United States being instructed by anyone to call on specific reporters? If that's not concerning, 
if that doesn't tell you he's in no shape to hold this office, then you are psychotic. So, Biden, uh, in both his speech on August 26th and on his speech today, he's playing up this, oh, we did the historic exfiltration effort. You caused it. You caused the crisis. Ben Shapiro has a great analogy, and I have to cite him with this because there's nothing, there's no better analogy than this. It's as if Biden, who's captain of the Titanic, runs it into the iceberg on purpose, gets two-thirds of the people in the lifeboats, then says, oh, this is the best lifeboat evacuation of all time. But you caused the crash, you moron. You caused every single death in the past three weeks. You and your stupid freaking decisions. Saying that it was your unanimous decisions among your generals. Get out of here. You are a blatant freaking liar. You are a lying liar who lies. Let's go through these lies, shall we? So, April 14th. April 14th, right? So, four months ago? It says, will not conduct a hasty rush to exit. He'll have full coordination with allies, and it'll be a responsible withdrawal. So, he had four months to plan this out. Four months. Then, on July 8th, he says, this will won't be like Saigon. He says people who won't, <clears throat> said people won't have to be airlifted off of roofs. There are pictures of people having to be airlifted off of roofs as the Taliban are rushing forward. This is so much worse than Saigon because this could have been avoided. On August 16th, Joe Biden says, we can't take any more casualties. At this point, we hadn't had any casualties for 18 months. And he said it's not in our national security interest because for some reason, keeping terrorists at bay isn't in our national security interest. Give me a break. Then on August 18th, uh, he has a interview with George Stephanopoulos, a reporter, unbiased, Right, he was the press secretary for the Clintons, but he was unbiased. Sure, yeah, he's an unbiased reporter. You watch it and you can see, like, George is begging him and basically prompting him for answers. There's one clip where Biden seemingly loses his train of thought. He's like, well, we're going we're gonna to get out by August 31st, and then uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to, uh, see if there are if there are people left, and just stops. He just stops mid thought, and then Stephanopoulos looks him in the face, as if a director was trying to cue his actor for another line. He goes, and, and then it cuts back blank look. Cuts back to Stephanopoulos, and. And then Biden finishes his thought. So on August 18th with George Stephanopoulos, Joe Biden says, nobody's died yet. And he knocks on wood as if luck is appropriate foreign policy. He knocks on wood. Are you kidding me? 
And then uh, Stephanopoulos also brings up the uh, people falling from the airplanes. And Joe Biden's answer, because he cares so much about people and he's a nice guy, he goes, oh, that was four or five days ago. It was like a day ago at that point. But also, how does anyone look at that? How does anyone get confronted with the fact that there are people falling from airplanes because they want to escape the Taliban? And their answer is, that was four or five days ago. You absolute prick. All right, fast forward to August 20th. He says he's not going to leave Americans behind. He also says that Al-Qaeda is not in Afghanistan. Well, the Haqqani Network, which is an Al-Qaeda offshoot, was handling the Kabul airport security. This is unbelievable. And they're going to... Do not. Do not. Forget this. This entire Afghanistan saga. Because that's what they're going to hope for. Don't forget. Every single election, if you're in California, think about this Newsom's election. These Democrats are the reason for this. They are the reason there are 13 dead American soldiers. They are the reason that countless Afghanistan people have died. They just want, they're going to want you to forget. They're trying to run out the clock on this. Joe Biden, this absolute despicable human being, he goes out to an Air Force base for the transfer of these deceased American soldiers who we're going to talk about here in a little bit um, because they deserve recognition. Every single one of them by name, they deserve recognition. He's out there for their transfer. And this just disgusting fool has the audacity to check his watch while they're being transferred. I'm sorry. You are the reason these 13 Americans are dead and you check your watch? You check your watch as if you have something better to do? Unbelievable. And then you're going to hide behind your son, Bo, saying he was... Like, no, Joe Biden. Yes, it's sad that your son died. He served in the military. He didn't die in the military. And you're going to hide... This person is not fit to be in public office, let alone the president of the United States. He should not... He's not qualified enough to be freaking dog catcher. I swear to God, if it were one of my children that he had killed with his stupidity and just moronic decisions, and I saw him checking his watch as his body was transferred into the U.S., I there's nothing anyone could do that would keep me from knocking his freaking teeth out. It is unbelievable. It is disgusting and disgraceful. And all of our allies know this. All of our allies are absolutely in utter shock at the absolute disaster that this has been. Oh, and you know what Biden says, or his team says when uh, people criticize him? Oh, Joe Biden has a long memory. Okay. He holds grudges. That's what we need to be focusing on right now. That's what, Joe Biden is ruining every relationship with every ally we have right now, but 
He wants them to know that we hold grudges, or he holds grudges. You can't hold a spoon. Like, what? Just unbelievable. Just absolute disgustingness. Ugh. So, that's, <laughs> oh man. All right, moving on. To make matters worse, now that we're completely gone, people have no, no chance at getting out. Um, today, Biden said that we, we moved over 100,000 Afghanistan people, like 100,000 Afghanis and 5,000 American citizens out of Afghanistan. Well, think back to the beginning of uh, when this crisis started, the estimate was between 10,000 and 40,000 Americans that were in Afghanistan. 10,000 to 40,000, they thought. And now he's jumping up and down and excited saying, oh, we got 5,500 out. Oh, a whole 5,000. He said today, we got 90% of the people out who wanted out. And this is the trick they're going to try and play. This is the trick, uh, linguistic trick they're going to do. Is there, and it's it's so obvious. It's so so obvious, especially if you watch the clips back to back to back to back. First, it's we're going to get every American out, and they slowly shifted it. Every American who wants to get out, we're gonna get out. You can't tell me there's any Americans that want to stay. You just you can't. You can't tell me there's any one period that wants to stay in Afghanistan except for the Taliban. And all these arguments, oh, the Taliban wants to be a, a respected player in the international discourse. No, they don't. They lived in caves for fucking 20 years. They lived in caves. Joe Biden says, we have ways of holding leverage over them. They need food and they need money. No, they don't. They lived in caves. They didn't need money. They freaking went out and got food somehow. They survived. There's nothing government sanctioned are going to do to these freaking cave-dwelling assholes. You freaking moron. But now that we're gone, this is so much worse because the Taliban has a list of our allies, green card holders, and citizens. They have a list. They absolutely have a list of everyone that has helped us of everyone that we have there. Taliban has gone door to door looking for them already. Oh, and, you know, if you care about actual freedoms, you know, women's freedom and everything else, uh, Taliban's already been forced marriages and executions. You know. Sounds like a great place people want to live. Just, the, the level of incompetence and stupidity is just so garbage. Uh, I don't know. Everyone's calling for Biden's impeachment, and I, I want to. I really want to say, hey, he needs to be impeached. But just being an, an absolute idiot and moron is not, not grounds for impeachment. Um, and then if we pulled the 25th Amendment on him because he's clearly not competent, we get President Kamala Harris, which makes me throw up she would be worse 
I mean, everyone hates her anyway, so it'd be even a bigger dumpster fire, but like, there's no good way out of this. The only way we have out of this is the midterms to flip both houses of Congress. That's the only, that's the only chance we get. Um, and you like when these elections come up, which is not long from now, this is a, they're about one year from now. You have to remember this. This is the fault of every single Democratic congressman and senator. This is the fault of everyone that voted for Joe Biden. These people who died. And I didn't want to make that comparison. I didn't want to, you know, lay their, their deaths at the feet of every single Democratic voter. But I don't understand how you could vote for a man this incompetent and not, and not regret your decision indefinitely. I, I just, I can't. He is easily the worst president we've ever had in the history of the United States. At least when it comes to foreign policy. I mean, there's an argument to be made. There are others who are worse. I mean, Woodrow Wilson, FDR, um, you know, people who just destroy the Constitution, expanded radical social programs, and have really they planted the seeds for the culture that we're in now. But Joe Biden has taken the country and has absolutely wrecked it in less than, less than a year. Less than a year. We're in just absolutely terrible shape. Do not, do not forget this. Do not forget the glibness. Do not forget the absolute lack of accountability, the lack of empathy, of caring, and really the lack of any awareness of how bad these decisions actually are. Don't forget this. For every single congressman and senator that comes up, get every single Democrat out. Every single one. At this point, we have to get every single one out because they are responsible for this. They all back this. They all support this. They all campaign for this br absolutely brain-dead, despicable human being. Get them out. Get them out. Vote them out in 2022. Don't forget this. We haven't had U.S. soldiers die from a terrorist attack in so long. And guess what? Slays right on Joe Biden and the Democrats' doorstep. Every single death from the past two months. All right. That was... Whew. I'm still... That was intense. Um, we're going to wrap this up. And... Uh, the Department of Defense has released the names of the U.S. soldiers who were killed during the terror attack on the Kabul airport. Uh, so we're going to go through these heroes. They should all be respected, um, given the utmost gratitude for paying the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and it, it's just it's extra sad because it, it didn't have to happen. It really didn't. 
so we'll get started with uh, Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Darren T. Hoover, age 31 of Salt Lake City, Utah. Marine Corps Sergeant Johnny Rosario Pichardo, age 25 of Lawrence, Massachusetts. Marine Corps Sergeant Nicole L. G., age 23 of Sacramento, California. Marine Corps Corporal Hunter Lopez, age 22, of Indio, California. Marine Corps Corporal Dagan W. Page, age 23, of Omaha, Nebraska. Marine Corps Corporal Humberto A. Sanchez, 22, of Logansport, Indiana. Uh, Marine Corps Lance Corporal David L. Espinoza, age 20, of Rio Bravo, Texas. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmitz, age 20, of St. Charles, Missouri. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Riley J. McCollum, age 20, of Jackson, Wyoming. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Dylan R. Marola, age 20, of Rancho Cucamonga, California. Marine Corps Lance Corporal Kareem M. Nikoi, age 20, of Norco, California. Navy Hospitalman Maxon W. Soviak, age 22, of Berlin Heights, Ohio. And Army Staff Sergeant Ryan C. Naus, age 23, of Corriton, Tennessee. And uh, heartfelt thank you to all of these brave American heroes for their service and the sacrifice they made for their country. That's all for today, guys. Thanks for listening to Unpopular Opinions with Nick. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to your podcast. You can also interact with us on Facebook and Instagram at unpopularopinions.tm. Have a good one.